Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. The Rosh Chodesh that's coming up now, the Rosh Chodesh that we're all about to experience together. Rosh Chodesh Nisan. A very, very unique and special day among all the Rosh Chodeshim that are all special days. Rosh Chodesh is a time of a new beginning. A start, turning a new page, undertaking a new objective, turning a new leaf. As we mentioned previously, every month, Chodesh is related to the word Chodesh. There's something new. There's a new energy, a new feel, a new avoida, a very distinct, specific element that's present in each month. And to keep us thriving every month as it comes, as the year moves along, and it comes the beginning of a new month, it's a new opportunity to begin a new kind of avoid that it keeps us fresh, full of vitality and positive energy. But within all the chadashim, within all the months, each month being an aspect of a certain new, fresh undertaking, there's one month that's the king of all the months. That's a chodesh hazeh lochem, roish chadashim. That's roish chodesh nisan. Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the month which has within it the power of all 12 months together, a new beginning, a new start to the whole cycle of the year. It's important to mention for a moment, we know that we consider Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of a new year, Aleph Tishrei, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, every year switches from Tavshem Pei Aleph, Tavshem Pei Beis, and so on and so forth. So you're doing the Gemara, the Machlaikis of the Tishrei Nivra Olam, of Nisan Nivra Olam. There are really two aspects of a new beginning. The Olam Machshava, the conceptual beginning, and then the actual Basia, the deed, the actual new beginning. Rosh Hashanah is a time where we revisit our inner world, the core of who we are, contemplation, what the year was about, where we want to go, our goals and values for next year. That's what happens on Rosh Hashanah. The word Shana, year, is related to the word Yashan, old. Every year on Rosh Hashanah, it's Chag Asif, it's Sukkis. It's the end of, in the physical world, it's the end of the growing season where we gather in all the crops that grew over the past 12 months and they dried and the harvested and dried in the fields. We gather them into the silos before the rainy winter. It's the end of a cycle. And so too within a person, it's the end of a cycle. And it's Chag HaAsif, is Sukkis, is the gathering in time where we kinda all that we've acquired. And it's the beginning of a new cycle of growth, really with the rain, is in Mayim there's less hours of sunlight, it's colder. And here in Eretz Yisrael, the center of the universe, the place which perfectly matches a human soul, a Nishmas Yisrael, to grow and reach its ultimate heights. And the physical world around us is expressing what's going on inside our soul. And through the course of the winter, the rainy months, that's the months where a person is gathering information, insight, knowledge, understanding. And in Nisan, when the world, the physical world, bursts forth with new growth, the trees begin to bud and flower Lambs are being born. The birds are building their nests, laying their eggs, nestlings, hatchlings, and so on and so forth. That physical expression of new growth is also what's taking place inside of us. Nisan is the time. Chodesh is new, is the time of doing it in action. 
living differently. Now, now you see how I became a better person, so to say, over the time I've invested learning, thinking, growing. So now is the time in Nisan, the beginning of the cycle where it's expressed in deed, where it's expressed in action. The growth that we've had begins in Nisan. It's Yudua that the parasha we just read last Shabbos was parasha Shmini. Parasha Shmini was the day of the, of the erection of the Mishkan in its permanent state. The Shemitz Mamluim before that, one at a time, was each day put up and taken down. And on beginning on Yom Shmini, and that's where Rashi quotes that Yom Shmini, that eighth day was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the day that took Esra Torahs, ten crowns, the Shros Hashchino, the Komas Hamishkan, and so on and so forth. The first 12 days of the month of Nisan were the days of Akrovas HaKarbonais, of the Nisim, the Chanukas HaMishkan. Each day, the Nasi of one of the, of the 12 Shvatim brought a carbon to be Mechanech to inaugurate the Mishkan again as new. And the Svarim tell us, if we look in the Psukim, we find that every single one of the Nisim brought the exact same carbon. The Pasuk repeats, Every single day, what the Nasi brought, the Nasi of each different shave it brought on each day, and they all brought the exact same carbon. But the Medrash tells us that although what they brought was exactly the same, same gold Mizrak and silver platter and Ketores and Soiles and Karbonus, Oilus, Shlomim, Chatos, although the Karbonus they brought were exactly the same, every Nasi from each of the Shvatim, was Mechaben for a whole different concept, and all the parts of his carbon perfectly fit in to what that concept was supposed to be. And these first 12 days of the month of Nisan, where the different Nisim were makriv their carbonos, first to understand and appreciate that the Mishkon was a place of Shechina in Kalal Yisrael, and each one of the 12 Shvatim had their own unique aspect of Avodah Hashem. Each one of the Shvatim has different koichas anefesh, a different way of appreciating Hashem's greatness, a different way of serving Hashem. And every one of them needed to have their representation in the Chanukah Samishkan. The Mishkan is here for each Yid, each Chalik of Klal Yisrael, for him to connect to Hashem, for him to feel he has a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being mashpia to him, Chiyos, life, or light, for him to go out and work and do and accomplish Kefi his koichas anefesh. So each one of the 12 Shvatim had to have a chalik in the Chanukah Samishkan, which was by their Nasi bringing a carbon, and each Nasi brought a carbon that corresponded to the concept and the Koychas HaNefesh of what that Shevet's mission was. But yet, all these 12 Shvatim brought their carbonos in the month of Nisan. So this month of Nisan, we mentioned, I believe, earlier in this, in this shir, that each one of the 12 months of the year corresponds to a different one of the 12 Shvatim. Kefida Seder at Golim. Nisan, Iyar, and Sivan represent the, the Degel of Mizrach in the front of the Mishkan, which was Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zvulon in that order, and so on and so forth. And then Reuven, Shimon, and God, and Vaiter. Each one of the 12 months represented one of the 12 Shvatim. And all those 12 Shvatim all brought their carbonos in the month of Nisan. Because packed into the month of Nisan is all the future power of Ruchni Yisdikashef of the whole year. Buried in Rosh Chodesh Nisan, buried in the month of Nisan, 
is the new power of life and growth and avoida that we're going to have for the whole ensuing 12 months. And that's why Nisan is such an auspicious and special time for building a deeper and closer Kesher with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and really with our own Neshama to maximize our self, to grow, to be new, to the power of Geula. All this is taking place in the month of Nisan. And it's a very, very um, intensely packed month with so much Korban Pesach, Be'ez Hashem, we should halavai b'zoicha to be able to eat this year together. Matzis, Morer, Sipri Yitzis, Mitzrayim, Lala Seder, Geula, Yoyim Sheol, Yoyim V'loy Laila. Be'ez Hashem, I would like to focus perhaps today on one specific Nekuda that we like get to feel about the month of Nisan itself. What this month means to us as Chodesh Hagula, the month of redemption. We mentioned earlier also that there are 12 Tzerufei Havaya. There are 12 different ways to combine the four letters of Hashem Yisparach's name, the Shem Havaya, the name of that brought forth all of creation, that represents the idea of the Bayre, that brought forth all of creation and the ultimate purpose of creation. So there's 12 different ways, there's four letters, and being that there's two that are a double two-letter hey, so Amela, there's half the amount of possible combinations of four letters, it should have been 24 possible, and there's 12. So we have four, four letters that can combine in 12 different ways. And just like each month of the year corresponds to a different one of the Shvatim, also, each month of the year corresponds to a different one of the Tziruf Hashem Havaya. And obviously, Kemuvin, the different Tziruf Havaya represents as well also another spiritual entity, another spiritual Koyach, a different way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's expression and interaction with the world, with us, with the world we live in. In these 12 months, there's only one month a year that can have the Shem Avaya b'milua kitsurasa. Only one of the 12 months is going to have the Shem Avaya the way it's written, Yud Kei That month, I guess we could all imagine at this point, the month of the year that has the Shem Avaya kitsurasa, complete, open, like revelation of experiencing Hashem in the world the way it's supposed to be, is the month of Nisan. This month that we're about to experience. And Be'ezer Hashem, Rosh Chodesh is going to come out on Shabbos Chodesh. I'm going to lay in Parshas HaChodesh on Rosh Chodesh itself. This month is the month that has the Shem Avaya, the Yud Kevavke Kitsurasa. It's the month we have the most intense, open and direct relationship with Hashem Yisbarach, more than any other month of the year. The Svarim bring down that each one of these 12 Tzerufei Havaya, each one of the 12 different possible combination of Hashem Yisbarach's name, are alluded to in a Pasuk somewhere in Tanakh. They're alluded to in a Pasuk in a Rashi Tevis or a Saif Tevis. There's four words in a Pasuk and the letters of the Rashi Tevis, or in some case the Saif Tevis, are a remez to the Rashi Tevis for each one of the specific 12 months in the different possible Tzerufim. Every one of these 12 Tzerufim has a Pasuk where they're alluded to. The month of Nisan, as we mentioned, is the month where the shame of Vaya is Kitsurasa, Yud Kei So there's a Pasuk in the Torah where the Yud Kei the shame of Vaya, is in its open form. 
Rashi Tevis, four words in a row. It's in a lot of places, but there's a place in the Torah where there's a Pasik that alludes to the Shem Havai of this month. And understandably, Kepshutai, whichever Pasik has the Rashi Tevis of the Shem Havai of that month in it, that Pasik is telling us something about the month itself. It's representing to us a concept about the month that's represented by this Pasik. The Pasik of the month of Nisan, of Yudke Vavke, is the Pasik of Yismechu HaShamayim V'sogel HaOretz. The skies will be happy and the earth will rejoice. Yismechu HaShamayim. The skies will be happy. V'sogel HaOretz. And the earth will rejoice. Yiram HaYomu The Pasik is actually found in two places, once in Tehillim and once in Divri HaYomim. One we mention by Kabbalah HaShabbos, and the other we mention every morning by Shachris. Yismechu HaShamayim, but the Rem is from the Pasuk of Tehillim, Tzadik Vav, Yismechu HaShamayim V'sogel HaOretz, Yiram HaYomum Loyoy. The earth will rejoice. What happened in Nisan? What's going on in Nisan that brings this tremendous simcha? The Ramban mentions an end of Parshas Boi, that in Yitzis Mitzrayim, the story of Yitzis Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Megala to the world. One time in an open fashion that's meant to be the message forever and to train us really to see it constantly ongoing in our lives. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed openly to the world that He is the King. The Ramban there enumerates different possible ta'usim of someone who's a non-believer, of a koifer, a min, someone who doesn't have the proper association, the recognition of what life here is really all about, someone who doesn't recognize that the world did not come by itself, it's created with so much vast wisdom, precision, harmony, synchronization, beauty, depth, caring. The world has a creator, and the creator sees and knows what's going on. There was another possible toys that exist, that people think that, yes, obviously the world had a creator, but we don't know why he created it, and just... Now just everything just goes on by itself, chas v'sholem. And, and the other possible that Hashem does know what's going on, but He doesn't get involved, He doesn't really care, you could be a good person, a bad person. Be'ek, be'ikr. The Yusoyedis of the Animamins that we say, the Rambam shtel, the Rambam shtel davek, the 13 Animamins, yeshdin v'yeshdayin. Sh'akadosh Bogos meshalem toiv lo'isei ritzoyinai. And He punishes the oivrei ritzoyinai. HaKadosh Baruch in the story of Yetzirah Mitzrayim revealed to the world this truth. He sees what's going on and the, the fascinating precision that Hashem did to the Mitzrayim back to them what they did to us. It was a revelation that Hashem sees and He's involved in this world. He didn't just put it onto autopilot and it goes by itself. In the Psukim we say, we speak about Hashem coming and giving Mishpat to the world. At first glance, some people think about it in a certain level, in a personal way. What's it going to be? Lifting Hashem, Hashem is coming to judge the world. It sounds, sometimes it can sound scary, frightening. Hashem is going to come and He's going to punish the people for the things they did wrong. But the Psukim are talking about that. When it says, Yismechu HaShemayim, V'sogel HaOretz, that's leading into, Yiram HaYomum Loya, Yalai Sada V'chol HaShaboy, Oz Yiran Why? Why is this great rejoicing? 
Lifnei Hashem Kivalishpoi Toretz. And also in Divri Ayamim, Kimat the same idea. Lifnei Hashem Kivalishpoi Toretz. Mishpat is happy. Mishpat is peaceful. Setting things straight. When people feel that everything is awry, there's no din vidayin, chas v'shalom. Whoever it's the survival of the fittest, the biggest, strongest guy, he just stomps over everybody else and he gets away with it. That's painful. To see evil un, un, unfettered, unbound, and just running its course and hurting others that are good, that's painful for everyone. It's painful for sure for the good people. And the truth is it's painful for the evil person as well. When he's not put into his place. You could imagine a marshal of a teacher in a classroom and there's like a big strong kid and he's bullying a weaker kid, demeaning him, making fun of him, pushing him around, taking advantage of him in his weakness. And the teacher comes in one time and sees what's going on and he sets the record straight. He sticks up for the little kid. It's a relief for the little boy. It's a relief for all the other classmates that were watching this take place and were scared to stand up against the bully. And the truth is it's a relief for the bully also. It it's forces him to be emiss with himself to find pneumistic ways to be happy, not by just bullying somebody weaker than him. And the Pasuk speaks about this awesome joy and happiness. The month of Nisan was the month where HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed to the world that ultimately truth will prevail. Ultimately, the good will be paid back and rewarded and the evil will be reimbursed to be able to, so to say, pay the price for the pain and sorrow and suffering that they caused. Pay back what you broke. Pay for the broken window. Put things back in place again. And that's a sense of relief and intense joy for everyone. We also mentioned in Davening, Nusach Svard adds a line into the brach of Yoytza Ma'oris that's not found in Nusach Ashkenaz. But we speak every day, we thank Hashem for the gift of life, of light. Every day we thank Hashem for the oir, for the gift of bright, being able to see and understand. And in this brach of thanking Hashem for the gift of life, we ask also for the ultimate light, the light of experiencing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, recognition of Hashem, to see and understand all that has taken place in human history, why what happened happened, and what the Hatava was behind it. Hashem shine a new light on Zion, which we should be able to understand and appreciate and feel and live with, experiencing Hashem's Hatava in every aspect of every moment of our day. Hashem help us all to be zaycha, to be able to experience this light, to be able to experience this awesome goodness. But immediately before that, the line that we say in Nusach Svarad adds in, Hashem prepared was Mesakin design lights misameach oilamoy asher that give simcha, that give a feeling of happiness. The more we see and understand, the more we're able to relate to and appreciate that the world is functioning within a specific order. And sometimes 
the disorderly things are the ones that are the greatest part of the order. In, a, in, a, in another way of appreciating this idea, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world with so much good in it, and yet there's also the possibility exists for pain and suffering. So many people are healthy and happy and enjoying life fully, and yet there are people that are sick, there are people that are Rahman al-Itzlan, crippled, disadvantaged in certain ways. And this is also part of the design of Hashem's world, to allow a space for us to be able to be partners with Him in perfecting the creation, perfecting the world. So the hiskin ma'oyrois misameach oylamay ashabara. The more we're able to live with seeing the truth, seeing, understanding, and appreciating HaKadosh Baruch Hu's anhaga of the world, and in order to allow for Bechir, in order to allow for us to be able to find and uncover and discover truth, HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed for darkness to exist where it seems to be, but we see through it. We see it's all you, Hashem Yisbarach, you're hiding your face to enable us to have the sweet masikas of finding you and not giving up and looking to understand your ways, that brings tremendous simcha to daily life. When we recognize that everything we're going through is really ultimately a tool to help us become closer to Hashem by understanding and appreciating Him, by fighting to find and understand and appreciating His anhog of the world. And that's v'hiskin ma'oyrois, the light that's misameach o'ilomayashabara, that brings rejoicing and happiness to his world. This is the power of the month of Nisan. We mentioned earlier that the cycle of a year is corresponding, correlates similar to the cycle of a day, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yisem HaChadosh, B'tuvoy, B'chol Yom Tomid Maasei Bereshis, Hashem built into the word B'chol Yom Tomid, every day, you have a new beginning, a new fresh start, that's also a chesed from Hashem. Hashem created the world in, with His goodness in such a way that every day you have the ability to start over again fresh, awake, a new day, new opportunity, new gift of life. Whatever happened yesterday, maybe it wasn't so great. Even if it was great, but today's a new opportunity, new chiyas, new frishkeit. It's also true within the cycle of a year that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to say, created, and as we mentioned earlier, in the, in the, in the physical growth of the seasons of the land producing fruit and vegetables and grains and so on and so forth, this yearly cycle. The winter is like the nighttime where the world goes to sleep and it's resting and it's taking in koichos to be able to have a good day tomorrow, so to say, like when a person goes to sleep at night, his body is cleaning out the toxins, toxins rejuvenating itself during the hours of rest and that he can wake up refreshed tomorrow and have a good, healthy, happy day. And so too, the winter time is the time where the world, like say, goes to sleep. The Shkia Sachama of the yearly cycle is in Rosh Hashanah. And by Nisan is the Netzachama. Nisan is the time when the sun begins to come up again, where the world bursts forth, with, as we mentioned earlier, with a new flow of life energy. Everything begins to grow once again. The world gets bedecked in the green. And it's also true that in Nisan, as we talk about the light coming out, it's this Or Chodosh al Nisan was the time where Hashem gave light to the world, where Hashem revealed to the world the fact that there is an Ahaga here, that He is watching over and He's keeping everything, ultimately checks and balances, like Hashem was keeping everything under control. And we look back and we realize that all that we went through till now, the whole Golos was for the purpose of bringing out this greater light of Geula 
from having struggled through the darkness of Golis, where we didn't seem to be able to see and appreciate Hashem's watching over us and protecting us. And we kept searching for Him. Ultimately, we found Him at the end, and that's what brought out this ultimate gewaldic light that was Zoycha to see. We know that four-fifths of the Yidin did not go out of Mitzrayim. They weren't Zoycha to leave because their Amuna was not strong enough. And Agav, it's fascinating that the, the, the time that the Amuna wasn't strong enough was after having experienced nine out of the ten Makis, eight of them for sure. But after they had experienced already so much Dam, but even so, in a certain way, when a person is not able to find within himself the inner emuna, bitachan, security and belief, knowing, you're running the show, it's going to be good at the end, one day I will understand. Then Adarav, all the nisim they witnessed, all the previous eight makas added to the confusion. Look, we are down, Tzvadeya, Kinev Arba, and Stolpar is not letting us out. You see, it's not going to happen. Rahman al-Litzlan. But in the Remez Hadvarim, when did they die? During the days of Chayshech. They died in the darkness. Yeah, Kipshutai, Rashi says that the Mitzrayim shouldn't see them. But in the idea, what's being represented is they died in Chayshech. They died because they allowed themselves to just stay stuck in the dark and not knowing that there will be a dawn that's going to come tomorrow. That's where they died. That's what they died from because they were stuck in living in Choshech. And Adar Abba, the ones that went out were the ones that knew that this sleepy nighttime of darkness where Hashem seems to be hidden, we don't see the light, but it's going to end. One day we know we're going to look back and understand all of this, why we went through it what it brought forth, what it produced, what its ultimate purpose was. And we don't give up, and we wait for the light, yearning for the morning. We're looking for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to reveal Himself to us, and we're not giving up like Tikva, we have hope, we're searching, we're yearning, we're waiting for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to reveal Himself to us. And ultimately that comes the Archadosh Al-Tziyah Toyer. When we're to the month of Nisan, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu came and He revealed Himself to the world. He revealed this light, this awesome light with the ultimate, eventual, Geula, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Parai, capitulating. And Parai saying, Kumu tzeumi toichami, get up and leave. Yes, Hashem is the king. And eventually, Kriyas Yamsov, Bizos Hayam, Klal Yisrael was repaid for their emuna, the bitachin, that one day HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to come and reveal show the purpose of everything, and that ultimately is what happened. It's been 2,000 years of Golas. It's been 2,000 years that we've been waiting to get back to Beis HaMikdash, Kemat, almost 2,000 years from the Churban of the Bayis Hasheni. And this Choyshech, this Golas, like Rabbeinu Yoyne writes in Sharei Tshuva, the Choyshech is the Siba of the Ar. And the more Choyshech there is, the greater the riddle the greater delight there is when the riddle is solved. The greater the joy that's discovered when the mystery is finally solved. And this is true about the whole past part of human history since the Chubin of Beis Hamikdash, the whole Golos and everything that Klal Yisrael has went through. We're waiting, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, reveal to us, allow us to see it. And Nisan, Nigalu, Nisan, Asid, Nisan is the time of us 
every one of us individually tapping into the earth, tapping into the light. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are the king. I want to be able to see that, to experience it, to feel its truth. Allow me, Hashem, to discover it in my life, in the life of the world around me, to see in current events and see in everything that goes on within my family dynamic, within my home and within my own soul, to be able to find Hashem, your light, to see that you're here guiding me and helping me grow and become closer to you, to understand the purpose of everything we've been going through. And I want to end with one last thing. The, the month of Nisan is the month of light. It's the month of the Giloi, the dawn, where HaKadosh Baruch reveals himself to the world in all his glory, the Yismuch HaShemayim and the joy that that brings. But if we look at the physical world, the light, the physical light, Baruch Ato Hashem, Yoytzer HaMa'oyroitz, thank you Hashem for creating the lights. It's not only about the physical light. The light of the sun is also the source of warmth for all the world. It's what keeps us going. It keeps the world from freezing to death, the plants, the animals, the people. And the light is also the driving force, the energy that provides all of life by being the the batteries, the electrical energy, so to say, for all the photosynthesis, for all of life on planet Earth to survive the beginning of of the whole food chain, food web, is all built upon photosynthesis. Plants are a new source of food, new source of growth. And it's also true about this Orchodash Al-Tzion Torah that we're looking to see. The light of recognizing Hashem is not just seeing the truth as a logical reality, is knowing that this is MS, but it's also the source of warmth. And it's also the source of chiyus, of growth. The more we recognize and be able to see and understand and appreciate and feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are the one that are running the world. You are the one that's running our life. Everything is guided and designed in a way which is true and correct and proper and yoshar. The more we see that, the more warmth we have. We feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us. Nobody wants to live in a cold, emotional-less, orphanage of a world. We need to feel the love of the world. We need to feel the warmth, the caring, the compassion the connection that we all have between us and Hashem Yisbarach. And ultimately, that is also the source that gives us the energy to grow. If we want to better ourselves, we want to get to bigger and better places, we want to bring out the best from within us, the more we feel this truth, we see the light of HaKadosh Baruch, we say, Hashem Yisbarach, you are the king that's running the world. Everything is being done is correct and just and proper. And again, this part of the cheshben of the world, that Hashem Yisbarach leaves a place for people to make mistakes and leaves a place for people to be able to fight to discover him. And sometimes people don't discover, but leaves a place for evil to be able to operate so that we could discover that ultimately it doesn't have its own power. But the more we feel Hashem's unhug of our life, the more warmth we feel, the more we feel cared about, secure, safe, and cherished by Hashem. And that feeling is the, the feeling that energizes us. When a person feels broken, depressed, or hurt, or has no, no, nothing to look forward to in the future, because he feels nothing makes sense, nothing is, nothing is righteous, nothing is fear, then he's broken, he has no energy, and he can't grow. The power of the photosynthesis of the soul is recognizing this light of Hashem, living with, tapping into this light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I heard many years ago from Rav Noyach Orlowik, he said, 
A smile to a child is like sunlight to a flower. A smile to a child is like sunlight to a flower. For a child to grow, to be motivated to work, to figure things out, to work through challenges, he needs to feel good about himself. Smiling to a child. I believe in you. You're important to me. I cherish you. You're good. You're worthwhile. You're valuable. That gives him the strength to work through the things he needs to work through, to overcome the challenges he needs to overcome, to grow. It's like the sunlight to a flower. And it's also true that feeling Hashem Yisbarach's smile to us is the sunlight for the flower of our souls. Have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to help us spread the word, give this video a thumbs up and a five-star review. Also, don't forget to ask your friends to subscribe as well. If you would like to partner with us and sponsor an episode, send an email to info at jfoundations.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will see you in the next video.